2: Villa fans and welcome back again to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast and we've said this a million and one times I think since the start of the season but uh, podcasts and matches are coming thick and fast and, and it's a great way to be because we've wanted to have this for a long, long, long time specifically with European football and being in the Premier League but uh, Aston Villa play Fulham on Sunday Sunday, Sunday at 2pm um, and uh, yeah, I think it's, it, it's going to be an interesting one as I've said before it's a very important game Go home game, I suppose, really before the international, the international uh, break, and that uh, we, I would love for us to get three points in. Paddy, how are you
1: doing? i a bit better. I'm getting there, I'm getting there slowly but surely. Um, <laughs> a, a win on Sunday would make me a whole lot better, I think. Um, and yeah. I, I think there's nothing worse than going into an international break off a loss, so I'm hoping that we can. Uh, Get, to get this over the line on, on Sunday and make my trip to Amsterdam next weekend a lot more enjoyable, not having to worry about Villa losing their last game. Why are you to Amsterdam
2: again for? Oh, you were supposed to go for the Alkmaar game, were you? And then I'm going to Ireland versus Holland instead. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that yeah. you were going to Amsterdam. I knew you were supposed to go to Amsterdam for the Alkmaar game, and then you were going to Amsterdam for another reason. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And
2: you're going to be watching newly minted, uh, minted in a lot of ways, minted and signed, Evan Ferguson, hopefully for Ireland that day as well. So that's going to be great. Um, and I am fully jealous, but as I say, we got to get Fulham out of the way first, Paddy, and Fulham are. Yeah. Fulham are coming off. I think are fifteenth in the league at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Fulham are uh, are fifteenth in the league. They're coming off in different results. I think is probably fair to say. Um, have had a tough start to the season, both on and off the field. A uh, tough even build up to the season, Paddy, I think, with all them before yeah. over Mitrovic, Mitrovic and the manager yeah. going and not going and then then you know, Polina and the last day of the season. So it's not been very easy for them, I think, uh, off the field and, and on the field that is translated because let's face it, they had a really fairy tale season last season and were really in contention until Mitrovic decided to go absolutely buck ape uh, towards the end of the season. And um yeah, and 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 you know his goals have they found his goals very hard to 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 come by this season, Paddy, and that's probably yeah. why they've had indifferent results because he
1: was the difference. And that's it, and it's hard to replace. And if you if you look at the teams that that they've beaten, they, they've only beaten uh, Everton, uh, Fulham, uh, sorry, Luton, Everton, Luton, and Sheffield United. And um, they got a, they got a, a credible draw against Brighton. Uh, a couple of weeks ago and they very nearly held Man United to a uh, draw a 94th minute winner United got uh, last weekend. So they are dangerous. They're, they are capable of, of, of putting up a good performance. That's two good teams that they, they they nearly got something out of. So we will have to be careful um, and not underestimate by any, any stretch what, what they're going to throw at us this week.
2: Yeah, it's like the big thing for me is that they're going to be without Muniz, the the striker, and it's going to be. I would probably say it's going to be Vinicius. It's going to start for them. And uh, Raúl Jiménez obviously made a made a move there, but look, unfortunately, Jiménez has not been anywhere near the striker he was prior to his head no. injury, which is very unfortunate for him. And uh, from a personal point of view, or from a, a personable point of view, um, you know, I. Uh, you see him getting around the field and you see him playing football again it's great to see him back uh, but with the rigors of the premier league he's he's not scored an awful lot and, and as i say when you look at that, at it for fulham their 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 woes have been in front of goal they've only scored nine goals this season they that's tied with bournemouth and sheffield united and burnley have only scored eight so they're the four lowest scoring teams so essentially they've the second lowest goal tally in the in in the premier league this season Um, You know, Aston Villa having the second highest after Newcastle, um, having scored 26 goals, you know, and the majority Mm. of our goals coming at home as well. You would think that if Aston Villa can keep this Fulham team scoreless, that we should win this game at the weekend without being uh, cocky. We should win this game at the weekend just based on our home form. You know, scoring two goals yeah. or more, scoring three goals or more. I think averaging at home uh, this season, albeit the Brighton game being an anomaly of of, of a six six one, but mm-hmm. uh, a six, yeah, a six goal game anyway. So yeah. you know, if Fulham, Fulham being without Moon is as well, who's been showing promise for them up front, somebody that they've they've really looked towards. They, the the tree behind them as well. So their midfield has been in a bit of flux. There not only has Mitrovic's goals been an issue, um. The the uh, Pereira, Andres Pereira as well, was very good at getting assists, and he was very very uh, competent last season and this season he's been a bit in and out of the team. Never mind in and out of form as well. So mm. you know there's a knock on effect from that as well. So I wonder what 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 kind of lineup Fulham are going to go with. And and again you know Pelina is is their main man. You know he's their big player. You know Bayern Munich were looking to sign him for I think it's nearly fifty million or was it over it. Man. I'm surprised. am
1: surprised they didn't take their hands off. To be honest, <laughs> it, you know, for for a player who had been a bit hot and cold, and then obviously he came into form. But fifty million, I thought, was 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 slightly over what he, he would have been valued at. Twenty-eight year old player, um, good player. Don't get me wrong; he's one to watch. Awobi, um, obviously, alongside him as well, has had you know from a, from a striker to a defensive midfielder over the last couple of years hasn't done too bad. It's at the back. I think we can, we can really get at them. Like big rich beam is, is no footballer. Neither is Calvin Bassey. So rich, that's rich beam. Was rich beam the golfer? Was he a golfer? Tim. Tim. Maybe, maybe I'm just hoping they'll play rich. Beam. <laughs> oh, if, if, uh, Jim beam,
2: Jim beam. Yeah. Rich beam was, it was, it was, was a golfer. No, that golfer. would be some turn up for the books. If, uh, I've seen quite footballers quite
1: quite going it away, but never a golfer playing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: he's, uh, he's fifty-three, Rich Beam. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule him out. Put it this way, I
1: wouldn't rule him out. He's not retired from golf yet. So, uh, yeah. so. Well, Tim, that well would Tim, be. Tim, Ream is nearly fifty-six at this stage as well. He's yeah. thirty-six years of age. So, yeah, I, I think, I think that's where we, we did this. This will be won and lost. Uh, I think Gal, Calvin Bassi is is getting yeah, away with more there, being a Premier League footballer. To be honest. And um, his move to Ajax didn't work out. This this guy is just, he, he makes me laugh when I, every time I watch him. Just watch him pop up now at the back post to score the winner. I was just
2: about he, to say, I, dis, <laughs> I think Calvin Bassi is being unfairly maligned because he's in a shit situation having to play the right centre half position. And the reason he's playing the right centre, like he would be in where Tim Ream is now, Rich Beam is now. Um, if Tyson, t- t- Torsen, at, at, if Torsen, because I'm not... I've had, I've had two hot whiskeys. I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname. If Tosin was in there and was the right center half, I just think Calvin Bassi is just so left footed that it's it's very difficult for him to play there. And 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 I like Bassi. I like Bassi. And I liked him when Villa were linked with him. Um I just think this is a bad team for him to come into for two reasons. Because he's gonna have a lot of work to do with with um Anthony Robinson. Uh, being there as well. He was a player I like, but much for him going forward than I do in defence. Um, yeah, and I much for him going forward than I do in defence. And I think if Calvin Bassey was on that left hand side, I think he'd be. I think it'd be a lot surer situation for them. Um, but I think playing the two left-footed centre halves, which everybody here will know, I don't see it as an issue playing two left-footed centre halves. But when you've got somebody like Kevin Bassi, I just think he's very much left-side dominant, and uh, yes, he can play with his right foot. But you know the difference in him playing on that right side and the left side is 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 phenomenal. I think for me, like his time at Rangers was pretty good. Um, he's still raw, and and I think wrong time, wrong team for him in the Premier League, really. Um, but uh. Yeah, as I say, I saying that, I think Ali Watkins takes both of them for a run at the weekend, and uh, and I think the I think they're a good partnership for Ali Watkins to play against. Paddy, am I not? Am, am I mistaken, or how do we fare against Fulham last season? Do we need a? Oh no, it wasn't. It was Crystal Palace where where Anderson scored. The, see, sometimes I think that Anderson still plays with Fulham, and um, but it was Anderson who scored a, an own goal. Did we need an own goal to beat Fulham last season after the three 0 game when? Well, when uh, the most
1: important one was the one that got uh, Stephen Gerrard, the sack, the away game, and they, mm-hmm. they, they beat us well. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember what what the home game was. I'm assuming it was... I think we given must a, have, what, it must have been yeah. after Christmas, I would imagine. I just can't remember. Somebody in the yeah. comments <laughs> will, will stick that in there. I'm completely... I
2: have absolutely no recollection. So I'm actually looking it up here. I have no recollection of the of the, the game under Una Emery last season. And we won 2 nil, oh apparently. Oh no, that wasn't it. That was in the, the we won 1 0. Yeah, we were saying that Ming scored and we won 1 nil? Ming scored and we won 1 nil. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, if I remember rightly, they had very little threat. Um, they had very little threat, but we found it difficult to break them down. The reason I brought that up was because I knew that that game was at home. Um, and I was wondering, was it a precursor for? what we might see at the weekend. But in that game last season, they had a lot of different things going for them. They had Manor Solomon, who was on a a strong streak. He was poor against us that day. They had Dan James up front, who was a different kettle of fish to Vinicius, who actually came on that day as well. Just looking at it here. Um, They had Tosin in there as well. Um, they had Kenny Teta in there, in there also right back, who will likely be likely be missing. It's like there are four mm-hmm. big players that from them last season that they're going to be missing this season, and they're that, that they're trying to replace. Like Timothy Castagne is in their right back. I think some of his best days are behind him. Um, as a right back now as a full time right back in the Premier League. Once again, very good going forward, very very good yeah. going forward, but can be got at uh, uh, going backwards again. And, you know, it's all well and good having two attacking fullbacks. Liverpool can get away with it. At times, Aston Villa can can just about get away with it with our high line at the moment. And uh, um, I've got, uh, I hope to be speaking to Jacob Tanswell next week. And it's one of the things that we will be speaking about is the high line and both of our perceptions of it with regards to how it fits into tactical play as well. And I'm really looking forward to talking to Jacob about a lot of things uh, tactically. Because if anybody has read, if any of you are readers of the Athletic, Jacob's tactics stuff is just brilliant. I love it. and um, so I'm looking forward to that. But these guys playing with their with, with two attacking uh full backs like that, I think Aston Villa can definitely get down the wings at them. I'm really disappointed we won't have Jacob Ramsey because I think this is a game made for him. Um made for his ability yeah. to be able to run at that at
1: that right back.
2: and um, you would love so, to see it all
1: right but then it could be a day for Moreno to to come on and, and do that job too. And and let's face it uh Uh, Luca Dean has caused lots of troubles in that area of the pitch so we won't rule him out and giving Timothy Castagne a a rough time
2: either. Or or I was even saying there I I still... Still leaning on the fact that, that because Zaniolo didn't start at the uh, j- during the weekend against Azad Alkmaar, that that potentially he's going to be the one who starts. Um, he starts this Sunday as well, so like it could be a great game for him to get a Castagne. Maybe cut inside on Kevin Bassi, who's not exactly who is, like, that's, he's that's a battle and try and bang yeah. one into the back of the net there. So like, as favorable matchups come, and I know we always talk Zaniolo up, and I know I've gotten DMs and I get messages from people as well. We have and mm-hmm. world- we're. 100% within our the right, it. We are very much praising Leon Bailey at the moment. We're just kind of going on what we think the team will be. Personally, I would play Bailey on the left. I would start Bailey from the left uh, in 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 this game. But to be honest with you, it's 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 a good problem to have to have two players like that that are battling for a position. And I know people are going to say, well, Zaniolo hasn't done much uh, done much this year yet. And uh, I think that's the operative word is yet. And, um, you know, we're still winning. And it's not like we're winning despite Zaniolo. He's providing, yeah. he, he's doing some things
1: right, but he's not doing everything right. he's obviously not getting goals and assists. And, and, and let's not forget there. that, that, uh, that uh, Uno Emery is not the only one that sees something in Zaniolo. He's also back in the Italian squad for, for next week as well. So they know, they know there's a big talent in there. Um, yes, you're right. It hasn't come to the fore. He hasn't hit the, the ground running. He has had flashes where we've seen. What he's capable of, and um, but the funny thing is, uh, Zani Odo will tell you that he preferred to play off the right, and we think yeah. Bailey is better. we think Bailey is better off the left. So <laughs> it was someone's wrong in there. But look, well, that's, that's why that's why me and you are sitting here on a Friday night talking about Aston Villa as opposed to uh, worrying about who we're going to pick on a Sunday afternoon. As I said, Paddy, you know. We
2: can take when when it comes to team selections and having Una Emery as our manager. Once I have three uh, UEFA cups lined up behind me here uh, on the wall, then. My 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 opinion is as valid as Unai Emery's. After until that happens, all it is is whispers in the wind. That's all it is really. But uh, mm. no, we will still whisper. We can still still continue to whisper and whisper loudly in the wind regards to it as well. Because uh, um, I probably think the, like I think that the club aren't done in the winger department, and I think the club aren't done in the striker department, and I think that we're going to be active there. Albeit we may not get somebody in, I think we'll be active and very active there in the January window. And I also think I've said it before I think we'll be active in the midfield, central midfield position as well. Um, I have the, the Adrian Rabio stuff, just will not go away. That's all i would say on that one. Not that I know much more than anybody else, but I've just heard it from a couple of people since. Um, not that anybody that would have massive connections to the club, but it just will not go away. Um, and that will be some signing, albeit he's a prick on the field. But it's nice to have our own pricks. I think it's probably the way we've always said it. What
1: well, are these players yeah. that you want to be playing with as opposed to playing against? Yeah. You, need a few, you need a couple of pricks in your team. You know, <laughs> some people say we have one in gold and it really winds people up and gets under their skin. No harm yeah. having them. Absolutely no harm having them. We've We've been too nice for years. We look at that mm. team that hovered around the relegation zone and eventually went down. Everyone was too nice. You know, from, from the managers right right down to the substitutes, we were too nice. So we, we, we it's no harm having one in there. So if, if he comes, that is, we don't know for sure if that's even on the table.
2: Yeah, yeah. A um, couple of questions there, and we'll come back to the to the Villa Fulham piece there uh, yeah. in a moment. But a couple of questions. Bruce asked there, Paddy, a question if you have time. Who drops into the Conference League from Europa? Is it
1: all the third-place teams? Or- I think it's the... I think it's half half of the best third place teams. I think that's how it works. Um so four is that. It's uh, it's, it's Not a, a, convoluted a, at all, Bruce. Yeah.
2: Not anything convoluted at all.
1: <laughs> the four the four best play the the four uh, second place teams, something like that, or four worst second place teams, something silly like that. But yeah, yeah, they may it, it it makes it easier then for the for the next round. you have
0: a nice round number to go into each other. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: That does make sense, actually. Yeah, if mm. it is, if it is the four best of the rest, and Heck... we're not going to be in there, Sean. Sure <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. We're going to, we're going to win the league, win our conference uh, anyway. So that's hopefully that's what's going to happen. We won't need to worry about it. Stu ask, can we talk about the way we, the way we play heavily relies on who scores first. I'm going to give a little bit of a precursor to this because this is on my my show notes to talk to Jacob, uh, Jacob Tenswell on this. So my thoughts on this are that um, I don't think it heavily relies on who scores first because as Ed scored first yesterday, we made tactical tweaks after that. We came back and we won 2-1, albeit with a ghost corner. This should never have been a corner. But still, uh, I know exactly where you're coming from with regards to this. Um, I think you. I think every ball-dominant team, are always going to go out with the mentality or with their game plan of scoring first, and if you score first against teams that want to be and need to be with their with their their tactic to be ball dominant and force them to change their tactic, then it's going to take them. It's going to take them time, unless you're Man City. You know, Man City are operating on a different level, absolute different level with regards to that. Or unless you're Barcelona of the the Pep Guardiola years, or if you're. Probably Bayern Munich in any year in the Bundesliga, just based on, on on how poor some of the competition is there as well. So I suppose realistically, like when it comes to Aston Villa, I'm not too worried about that. Not too worried about it at the moment because mm. uh, I'm more uh, what I still don't even think that we're that proficient at playing the tactic that we're playing at the moment. Even though we're getting the results, like it's to me, we're we're eighty percent of the way there. But I still think that there's more work to be done there. I still think there are at least three players in the team that are not on... It's not even wavelength piece. I think Matty Cash at times finds it difficult to play in a ball-dominant team because I think he's he's traditional... Um, and this isn't a criticism of him because he's having a really good season. He's popped up with goals and everything. But I think he's a traditional English fullback, And I think he wants to get up and down that that side. And sometimes, I think, positionally... Sometimes he can, and we've seen Unai Emery brought him on, mm-hmm. on the sideline. Not a criticism. I think obviously when you've got a team where you've got Zaniola or you got Bailey in there as well, or to a lesser degree, Diaby, at very lesser degree, Diaby. The they're not going. They're they're not really prevalent ball dominant players. They want to get forward, and you, you look at it, and actually this proves my point because when you look at at. The, the number sheets for any of the players after a game. I can guarantee you the two players who would have give away, given away the ball the most in games would be Leon Bailey or Zaniola. Yeah. Like, and, and it's it's disproportionate because that's their natural thing is to carry the ball forward. But that's what we talk about when Jacob Ramsey comes back. And in if, the you, team, if you're su- you giving away the
1: ball, you want to be giving it away in the final third and not not either of the other two thirds.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Look,
1: I think, I think the question... I think the question is probably a more of a case of who we're playing against. So we played against Forrest last week who were able to get ahead and stay ahead. We played a, a team last week that we were able to to boss after going behind and keep them back in their box. <coughs> so it was a case of um, they got ahead, sat back, tried to keep us out as Forrest did and then hit us on the break. They couldn't get the second goal to kill us off. We eventually got back into the game. It's going to be different against everybody. In a few weeks' time, if we go one 0 up against Spurs, they're still going to keep coming at us. Or if Spurs go one 0 up against us, they're going to still keep coming at us. Same goes for Man City. Same goes for Arston. But it all depends on who you're playing against. Because, as yeah. we saw before, Luton, all those teams will all sit back and hope that they can hit you on the break.
2: I uh, and and like I I I suppose really just revisiting the Forest game. It wasn't the first goal that killed us in the Forest game. It was the second goal. I <laughs> know that might sound a bit silly. But the second goal was such a, the second goal was poor. It was a poor goal to concede. It was such a poor goal to concede at the wrong time, just coming in off half time. We were sure, we like, even though we conceded, yes, they could get in behind us with Alanga, but, you know, all it takes is for Aston Villa to get a goal. And I thought we might have gotten a goal and drawn one all, but I never thought we were, I didn't think at that stage, we were, like once we went 2-0 down, I never thought we were going to go back and draw two all because of the way the game went and because of how physical Nor- our Nottingham Forest were going to be. So, um, uh, I don't, I, I actually, I, I don't think there's enough evidence to say that our the way we play is heavily predicated on who scores first just yet. But I do think in the Forest game, uh, the second goal was more of a killer than the first goal was. The mm-hmm. first goal was, without hitting my microphone. Um but we will we will have games obviously, and we are a much better team when we score first. It's not not poo pooing that at all. Much better team when we score first, yeah. and, and I think we will score early against Fulham uh, at the weekend. And we've seen it before. We score early, we go on and we score multiple goals. Um, that's usually what happens. Uh, that is, uh, there is a lot of data to to, to to back that up as well. So it was actually a great question, great questions, too. Um, and and I want to delve into it more with um. Uh, I want to delve into it more with with, with Jacob as well, with his uh, his tactical knowledge too. Um, getting back to 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 Villa and Fulham, Paddy uh, as well. I, I spoke about obviously Fulham's striking walls at the moment. It's either going to be Vinicius or, or Raul herman as up front, and I think they're probably going to go with Vinicius, but. Behind, they've got a quandary there as well. Do they go with Willian? Do they go with Pereira? Do they go with Wilson in there? Do they move Woby for the forward? Do they bring Harrison Reed in behind Polinia? That midfield five, essentially, if they're going to play or who they're going to play there, that could be anyone. It genuinely could be any combination in there. And for me, I think that there that that's probably one of the issues with Fulham at the moment is you know the chopping and changing of that core area of the field, specifically when Marco Silva is so rigid, absolutely rigid in his four two three one formation, and just backs it to I was going, not to a fault, but backs it. To, to to a point of uh, to 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 almost a point of 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 principle really, which um, can be seen as a, as a massive positive if things are going right, but in a negative, sometimes it'll be questioned. I think having that flux and that five in the middle of midfield, yeah. to me, it's going to be really interesting when the team sheets are announced to see who is in there because I don't know whether it's going to give me hope or whether it's going to going to have me a bit more cautious about about how how we're going to perform there because our midfield is so pivotal. That's why I'm bringing it up and. I don't think I don't think there's any way that Unai or this, uh, that that uh, that the Paco can have a clue who they're going to play in that five. And for me, that unknown, I think might be something that's, uh, that that um, might take Aston Villa 15, 20 minutes to field their way into the game to see who they have in there. Mm-hmm. Um, what you? Think, I have Annie? a feeling
1: that they'll go a pace. I think I think Wilson will start. I think Pereira will start. I think Willian is the one that'll miss out, and I think they might bring in De P- De Cordova-Reed in there. Yeah, he's always played, he always played very well against us. So th- that if I was playing Aston Villa, that that would be my setup in, in that three behind the striker. I think you're right. I I, I think uh, I think Vinicius will start, um, and and the, the one change I would make for them is is to put uh, Decard Reed. Giving us trouble down that flank, and Wilson, who we know is, is, is very quick as well, and that, that's where they can get at us. So, it, I'm sure that would be forefront of their mind that that's, that's who they would pick. As you, you just say, I think it will be, be Pauline, it could be Reed as well. The other Reed <laughs> in Harrison Reed, well, Lukic, is that his
2: name? Lukic has been a decent player for him as well. Sasa Lukic, yeah,
1: another, uh, another, yeah, and uh, um, good, good solid player, a good solid player, too. Um. You know, he's, he, he played better maybe in in, the, in last season than he has started this season. But a uh, decent, decent signing for them in January. Um, but other than that, I'm not expecting any changes at the back. Obviously, they've got a, a, a good goalkeeper in there as well in Leno. Um, all foes up against each other on either end of the pitch. Um, look, it should be an interesting game. It should really be an interesting game. We should. It's a game we should win. And I'm game of hopeful that we will win and we'll score goals in.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. And uh, I hope we score goals and I hope we go into the, go into the, and put right the wrongs, I suppose, of, of Nottingham Forest. We've been really good since the three-game losing streak of um, Man City. Man City, Arsenal and Leicester. We've been pretty good at getting back up in the horse again after a loss. Yeah. Um, so it was specifically in the league. So hopefully we can do that again against Fulham. And I think that we have every reason to be optimistic and hopeful, as opposed to and but being respectful, as Michael Huggins always says, of the opposition. Um, I don't know who they're going to play in that midfield five, so I'd be reticent to say, uh, to say how um, how like to give any kind of a prediction um, with regards to this, Paddy, Since I might not be around the team sheet tantrum, do you want me to tell you who I would? take from this team or is there anybody from this team that i would uh, <laughs> go for it i would have so there's somebody i would take in the team there's two people i take in the team. i take Brent i take bart and leno and um, but obviously we've got a very good goalkeeper i take Tosin uh in, in in our squad but i don't know is there anybody that i would have in our team in our starting eleven? probably actually you know i do i'm, I'm telling lies i'd have pelini in there every day of the week I was, I was thinking to myself, uh, would he fit our system? And I was mulling around with it, and I was going to get to it, and I was going to make this whole, oh, I wonder, will I have him in there? Who am I fooling? The man's a tackling machine. He's just like, he's a brick wall. He's an absolute brick wall. He's a tackling machine in there. And imagine, actually, imagine him in Unai Emery's system um, there beside Douglas Luiz and a and a another if he wanted to play a three in midfield, I think he'd be absolutely fantastic in A team in the Premier League. So probably Palina is probably the one that I would take uh, in the team. Yeah,
1: can't argue with that. Yeah. Probably a bit late for Lenoid. I'd prefer a younger backup goalkeeper, but uh, I, I definitely, be- I definitely believe Polinia could do a job for us. And if it was a day we wanted to close up shop and and make that that uh, defensive midfielder tree and and just cover the back four against a who knows a Man City or an Arsenal or a, a Tottenham, that would be absolutely ideal for him to fit in there. But yes, yeah. I wouldn't pick anyone else either.
2: Yeah, like he's a better defensive midfielder than Bubuka Kamara. Like, that's being objective. Like, that is, be, he's a better, def- like, he, he's not going to get caught on the edge of his box like Kamara does. Probably no, not. He's not, a not as, bit... he's not as good a, a passer of the ball. Exactly. And he's yeah, not as that's good going forward. Good like on yeah. of, solely defensive midfielder. Solely mm-hmm. defensive midfielder. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. There's swings and roundabouts with Kamara. He pops up with the odd goal
1: as well, in fairness to him, too.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, 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 he does. And uh, as I say, he's a uh, he's a leader. He's one of these barn bread kind of uh, hard man leaders as well, which uh, they never go astray, as we said before. They've never mm. go astray. Um, yeah. So I'm reticent to give any. I usually give a production in this, but a a, a a production, a prediction. Production certainly is not anything that I give in these these <laughs> uh,
1: these streams. Jesus Christ! Uh, but a prediction well, yeah, have, is. Uh, have said we were going to win, so that's that's a start.
2: Yeah, I have, and uh, the best part of production I can do Yay! is stuff like this, and uh, crowd cheers, and uh, I've been trying to populate my soundboard as well. Oh yeah, I was populating it with this one, and I don't know when I'm ever going to use it, but Three,
1: two, one, five don't know why i just I, I said i'd pop it in there because yeah, I said, it was it's gonna be, anyway. go, be a time
2: when i'm it's gonna be a time i need I to stop speakers. playing with your toys
1: every time you play with your toys you end up losing audio and i don't want to be sitting here on my own well, i didn't myself. say
2: anything when i pressed it so i didn't say anything there so uh <laughs> so, so that's why but i've yeah as i say i don't know when i'm ever going to use that unless i've got two guests that are having a crack off each other and i'm going to tell everybody to stop and i'm going to press that and then it'll come in handy at some stage i'm sure i'm sure it will um I'm sure it will. But, uh, yeah, look, as I say, we're going to be back again on Sunday with... I don't know which one I'm going to be able to make at this moment in time, but I probably won't be able to make two um, post-match well, unless you want to do a paddy directly on the final whistle, we might do the post match a small a bit later. Uh, we'll because later I know on. I definitely yeah. won't be around for that one, but I potentially we make the team sheet tantrum. So, team sheet tantrum will be happening on, on, on the on Sunday, and um, post match might be a bit later. I'd say that's the way we're going to go with it. And, um, as I say, the big main event of Fulham versus Aston Villa is what we'll all be hoping that we get a result in as well. Um yeah, so uh, I want to say thanks once again to everybody for watching and for listening to the podcast. As I say, I, I, I say it in a lot of podcasts, but I mean it in every single podcast I say it in and even the ones I don't because it's uh, it's great crack having you guys in the comments. And sometimes we get tarny and sometimes we won't and sometimes we'll be full of joy and sometimes we'll be full of piss and vinegar. And, you know, that's fandom and that's it's, it's real, I suppose, really um, is, is what you get here. And, uh, yeah, really enjoying this season. And thanks a million everybody for 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 coming and chatting as always and for liking the podcast and for f- sharing it out and stuff like that so really really appreciate it we were just looking at numbers the reason i say that is seven paddy we're just looking at numbers and we've had as many downloads uh, and uh and and views and stuff in the last last three months as we did in the in, in the previous six months of the year and that's all down to you guys you know just uh showing up and being great for us and spreading the word so thanks a million. Really, really appreciate that. Really, really appreciate it. Um, And also, thanks to the guys in Sports Social Podcast Network. I I very rarely give them a shout out. They say they've been great mentors to us here. And the podcast network is growing from strength to strength. If you guys are interested in any sports whatsoever, if you just go to the Sports Social Podcast Network uh, webpage, you'll find a podcast there that will be top-notch. I can guarantee you that. Uh, It's the biggest podcast network in all of Christendom. I don't know how big it is. I think it, I think it's like the t- I think it's the second biggest in the world actually at this stage, and we were there. We were there. We were one of the first. I think we were one of the first five nice podcasts one. ever to sign up for it. So, um, you can spot a winner sometimes. I think, uh, but yeah, give them a shout out. Give them a look and see if there's anything there that tickles your fancy. But in the meantime, we will be back on Sunday with a team sheet tantrum and probably a later po- uh, post match podcast. But so join us for that. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. Not all that's left to say. Is up the villa.
1: Up the villa.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.